today. Now tonight, uh, without any further ado, Brother Rick, I'm sorry we took so much time. It's a little bit longer. But we got uh, our campus pastor from Dayton, Ohio, that's going to be delivering a sure word straight from the Lord himself to us tonight. So come on up, Brother Rick. We are excited. Pastor Rick, I am excited to hear what you have to say to us tonight. And I'm assuming this is on Pentecost. Yeah. Woo! Come on. <laughs> Preach down the house, brother. <laughs> Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. Oh, come on. Y'all could do better than that. Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. I don't know. That's still kind of dry. I mean, are we in the house of the Lord? Amen. Okay. All right. I'm just checking now. Or am I in the wrong church? I say, because this is the only building over here, so if I'm in the wrong place, I am lost. <laughs> uh, praise God. Um, listen, uh, my goodness, Pentecost. Uh, uh, somebody say Pentecost makes a difference. Yeah, you know, uh, I, 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 I'm just going to jump right into this. You know, I didn't know that Pentecost was something you could, like, celebrate. I'm, I'm just being honest, you know. You know, I, 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 where I grew up, I mean, it was one of those things that happened in the Bible, but that's about the extent of it, you know. And then I come here, what, 2002, June of 2002, and, and folks are talking about Pentecost around this time of the year. And then people say, yeah, it's the week of Pentecost. I'm like, the week of Pentecost? That took place like what, 1,000, 1,500 years ago or something? <laughs> you know, I, I, I just didn't know. I didn't know, but now I get so excited because, see, I look at this, when the holiday comes up, when there's a festive event that comes up, you know, you can prepare for that. You can prepare to celebrate that. Fourth of July, what do we do? We get the grill out, you know, we, 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 we go grocery shopping, but we buy a little extra, you know. We, we do things, but we do them a, a, a little extra. We put a little more into it because we want to celebrate or commemorate, you know, that time of the year, that day. Well, you know what? I feel the same way now about Pentecost. I feel the same way now about Pentecost. Man, I, I say, you know what? Let me just go on a fast. And I just lost most of the room now. <laughs> I said, boy, let me go on a fast. And it's interesting what Pastor Nicole said, because what I've been doing, I took, and I'm going to share one of my, 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 my things. I, t I took three situations, and it, it was just three. It could be five. And, and what I started doing is every day, I pray 15 minutes, in addition to however I normally pray, I pray an extra 15 minutes in the Holy Ghost about those things. I pray an additional 15 minutes. So I, I got them marked down, I got it carved out. I say, okay, at nine o'clock, I'm praying about this thing, and I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. At 2 o'clock, I'm praying about this thing, and I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. And at 1030, I'm praying about this thing, and I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. And you say, well, why, why would you share that? Because, see, I get to go to the Holy Spirit, and I say, now, here's what I'm asking you to do regarding this topic. 
regarding my family, regarding my finances, regarding my health, regarding the state of this country, you know, regarding my, my wife, regarding my job. Holy Spirit, I'm asking that you pray through me about this situation. And let me tell you something. The Holy Ghost will say things that you won't say. Oh, I'm going to say that again. The Holy Ghost will say some stuff that you won't say. You know, and so, and I'm going to tell you what I get to experience. I get to experience immediate. I'm just telling you, I just did this about a week or so ago. I took a particular thing and I said, Lord, order my tongues. Just pray through me regarding this situation. And I'm telling you immediately, I saw transformation. And so I'm telling you now, when it comes to Pentecost and somebody talks about Pentecost, being Pentecostal now has a whole new meaning to me. Can we say amen to that? Somebody say Pentecost makes a difference. Listen, let's, let's, let's get into some scripture. Uh, you know, uh, uh, let's, look at, let's look at Acts chapter 1. I know you guys know this, but I think... I think I'm going to say a little something that's going to encourage you and maybe in a way that you haven't heard it before. Acts chapter 1, I guess I want to look at verse 4 maybe. Yeah, let's look at verse 4. Uh, and it says, and, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me, for truly, for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Let me go down to verse, let's go down to verse 7. And he said unto them, it is not, oh, uh, no, let's go to verse 8. Uh, but ye shall receive power, somebody say power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, I was reading this, and then I think if you go to the next verse, it shows where Jesus, you know, ascends into heaven. He gets on a cloud, and, um, and he, he ascends. And what was interesting to me is Jesus had been with them in times past. But now something was happening. Something, something a little different was happening. And Jesus is saying, listen, I, I want you to continue to be witnesses. And, but I want you to, your witness and the abilities to continue what you've seen. I want it to continue even though I'm not going to be here. I want it to continue, even though I'm not going to be here. So here's what he's saying. I'm going to leave something with you. I'm going to leave my spirit with you. And so understand when we talk about Pentecost, somebody say Pentecost makes a difference. When, when, when we talk about this, understand Here's, here's a day, we read that uh, Acts chapter 2, and we're going to go there, but we read that, and it talks about they're in the, the room, and, and the wind comes in, and when we read that, we look at the wind like, like, you know, like it was, you know, just, just you know, 
you got to understand, if that wind were water, it would have filled up the whole room. It would have consumed everything in that room. So understand when Pentecost happens and this baptizing, this infilling of the Holy Spirit, Jesus is saying this. Now listen, I'm getting out of here, but what you've seen done, I want that to continue. And here's the thing, I'm not going to leave you by yourself. I'm going to leave the comforter. I'm going to leave the Holy Ghost who hears directly from me. And what I want to do is allow you to have this union, this fellowship with the Holy Spirit, this fellowship with, with, with one, of the, uh, uh, the, uh, one of the Godheads. I want you to have this union in a way that you've never had before. See, before you've seen me, and you've seen me do the works, but now you can have my spirit on the inside of you. See, now you don't have to be, per se, a spectator. You could be a participator. See, see, now you're not, and I'm not saying that they didn't do great things, but see, Pentecost makes a difference. See, see, now it's almost as if you can go from being on the sideline to actually being on the court. <laughs> see, now the Holy Spirit will dwell on the inside of you. And now he puts super on your natural. And I'm going to tell you like this. If the world ever needed somebody with supernatural abilities, with supernatural capabilities, I would think right now is a good time for that person or those people to rise up and be what the world needs. Can we say amen to that? Listen, I'm going to show you something. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm sorry. Let me back it down. Let me back it down. My wife tells me, she said, you get so excited, and, and we don't know where you're at because you know what you want to say, but we don't know. <laughs> so, that, so I know she's watching now. She's at home going, calm down, relax. <laughs> Acts chapter 2. Let's look at verse 1. And he says this, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord. I love that. I love the unity. The unity. Understand today, church, the devil knows that a kingdom divided against itself won't stand. He knows that. Understand, church, if I can, well, I just, I, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Understand, church, that how can the world come together when they have no example? See, we want to look on TV and go, I don't understand those people, and I don't understand those people. Well, you know, the, church, the world is looking at the church going, we don't understand you. You're supposed to be something different, but you look just like us. Ah, oh, man, I need to stay on my message. <laughs> but it says they were all on one accord. One accord. Can I just be honest? We got, we got the church... We got parts of the church that's not on one accord. We got part, we got, if I just, if I could just be blatantly honest, uh, we got uh, black people in the church that's looking at white people going, it's your problem. It's your fault. 
And then we got white people in the church looking at black people going, what are you guys in such an uproar about? Things look pretty good from what I can see. What am I getting at? We need to stop trying to conform people and make people think and act like us. That's not what when on one accord is. That's not what unity is. That, that I, you have to be like me and you have to talk like me and understand. No, 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 no. We need to accept one another. Can we say amen to that? See, if the church would just come on one accord, let's look at what happens when godly people get on one accord. It says, and suddenly, somebody say suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all, somebody say all, all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it set upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to do things that they had not done before. They began to do things that had a supernatural touch on it. They weren't just saying common words anymore but they began to speak with an utterance that came directly from the Holy Ghost. Can we say amen to that? And that's what the world needs now. See, the world doesn't need us just speaking uh, according to man's intellect, because you can only go so far with that. See, man can look at a situation and go, okay, well, I see this and I see this, so the answer must be this. But man, as oftentimes, is wrong, limited. So now there needs to be a voice that can go deeper than that. There needs to be a voice that has an understanding behind it to which that understanding has no limits. It sees the very core of a situation. It sees the things that man just can't see. And, and, and when, when the church comes together, boy, let me tell you, there can be a suddenly experience. There can be a Pentecost experience like you've never had before. I thank God that I am filled with the Holy Spirit and I understand it now better than what I used to. I don't shun away from it. I go deeper into it. I spend that time in prayer because guess what? I want some super on my natural. Can we say amen to that? Can you imagine being able to see a brother? in his darkest hour, and you want to help. But in your own ability, you may have some limitations. I may be able to say something, David, that's kind of cute, you know, and maybe you get a, huh, you know, maybe I get that out of you, you know. But what if I could say something through the power of the Holy Spirit that would allow me to speak the very answer you need in your darkest hour. Amen. See, that's what an, an, a Pentecost experience will bring you. Amen. See, that's why we have to celebrate it, teach on it, remind us, listen, you are not just a common person anymore. Now, you, 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 so I read it said cloven tongues. So 
I'm sure most people, because of where I'm, I'm, I'm located right now, if I say like a cloven hoof, most people here probably get that. Amen? Yeah, you know, I know if I was in Dayton or Chicago, what? <laughs> we got to go to the zoo to see that. <laughs> you know, but, but, but a cloven hoof, you know, we look at the, 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 the split. We look at the two sides. And so when we look at these cloven tongues that's on their head, see now what the Holy, one of the many things that the Holy Spirit is saying, it's not just you anymore. Now there's me with you. See, it's not just one-sided anymore. See, it's not just you trying to do the best that you can. Now it's me. Now it's me with you. Now it's me taking you farther than what you normally could go. Now I'm giving you insight. Now I'm giving you special abilities that you don't have. See, now that you have these clothing tongues, now you can speak directly from heaven. Boy, I tell you, I started looking at this. I said, man, why do people reject the Holy Ghost? It's got to be out of ignorance. It's got to be that I don't understand. It's got to be I'm a little embarrassed. Maybe I've tried it one time and, and, and that speaking in tongue thing didn't happen with me. So you know what? I'm good just the way I am. Let me tell you something. I, I petition you, I plead you, get filled with the Holy Ghost. Don't, don't stop. Don't stop. What, what Jesus was to the disciples, what do you think the Holy Spirit is to us? And here's the, here's the kicker. He's living on the inside. <laughs> He's living on the inside. I mean, we got this intimate personal relationship with him. Can you imagine having an intimate personal relationship with the master of the universe? I'm not saying nothing against, if you know, if you're saved and not filled with the Holy Ghost, you're still on your way to heaven. But my God, I want to I wanna experience some things here and now. I want to be able to look at a Missouri, Minneapolis. I want to be able to look at, as Pastor Nicole had us doing, uh, praying. But I want to be able to pray the Word of God. I want to be able to pray from hearing. I want the Holy Spirit to just speak through me. I want Him to pray through me. I want Him to touch my heart, touch me, and have me to pray some things that will go directly to the source of the problem. My goodness, we ain't even got to go out of state. What if you could just do that in your home? What if you could just do that with your kids? What if you could do that in your marriage? Praise God. <laughs> I'm telling you, you will have a suddenly experience where the power of the Holy Ghost will come and a difference will be made. Those cloven tongues show it's not one-sided anymore. It's not just one person's ability, but God's ability on man. Jesus was with the disciples, but he did not want to leave them alone. So he had a promise. Listen, I'm leaving physically, but my spirit is going to be with you. So don't you think that anything has to stop. 
Don't you think that there has to be a pause in all that's taking place? As a matter of fact, put your seatbelt on and get ready. Because now you're about to have an experience that you've never had before. Can we say amen to that? You got to understand, when we speak, when we're able, and there's many gifts, but uh, just, just speaking about tongues, for an example, when we're able to speak uh, things that we've never spoken before, we're able to allow the Holy Ghost to just pray through us, and it's without limitation. It's without limitation. Look at, let's look at 1 Corinthians 4, 14, excuse me, 1 Corinthians 4, uh, 14. Let's look at verse, let's look at verse 1. Gosh, they're all good. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. How are you going to prophesy without the Holy Ghost? You can prophesy, <laughs> but how are you going to prophesy? How are you going to be able to, to, to speak in a way that benefits the individual that you're talking to? That's what the Holy Spirit does. That's what a Pentecostal experience will give you, the ability to speak in such a way that it edifies it builds up. It doesn't destroy. It doesn't put down. It doesn't belittle. It encourages. It takes a person from God only knows how low of a point, and it brings them up. It rises them up. How many of you would like to be able to do that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm telling you now, you got to have a Pentecost experience. It's, it says, for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh, un, uh, speaketh not unto men, but unto God, for no man understand him. Howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries, but he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. My God, you have the ability to speak to society, to speak into the atmosphere, to promote spiritual growth with your words. See, that's what the world needs now. It's almost like this. Y'all remember the stories in, in, uh, in Judges with Samson and, and, and how he would do great things? I mean, the Bible says, and the Spirit of the Lord would come upon him. There was one, I think it's in Judges 14, where a lion comes out. And the Bible says, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And he just took the lion and ripped it in half like it was a sheet of paper and just kept going. But see, the Holy Ghost would kind of make a cameo appearance, you know. You, you ever watch a talk show or TV show and some, a special guest comes? And they're like, hey, we got so-and-so. And everybody's like, I didn't know he was going to be there today, you know. They, they get all excited, or you watch a movie, and, and, and your favorite actor just has a cameo appearance, you know. And you go, oh, wow, they never, in the credits, they didn't show he was going to be in the movie. The Holy Ghost is saying, I don't want to make a cameo appearance in your life. I want to be partners with you. I want to be unified with you. I don't want it to be a thing of, wow. You know, the Holy Ghost is here. 
I want, to, I want you to know when you walk in the door, I'm right there with you. When you walk into that hospital and you go to pray for the sick, I'm right there with you. When, 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 when trouble knocks on your door, if you got teenagers, Lord help you. <laughs> but when trouble knocks on your door, you know, I want you to know I'm with you. I'm with you. When you get that surprise phone call and you don't know what to do, when you show up and they say, you know what, we don't need you anymore, and you sacrificed everything, when you started a business and you built it up and all of a sudden, because of things that happened, all of a sudden now your business is in jeopardy or it's gone. The Holy Ghost says, listen, I don't want you feeling like, you know, you waiting on me to show up. He says, I'm already here. Oh, come on, we can say amen to that. He says, I'm already here because of this infilling that took place. We see stories where Samson, you know, he was bound up with rope, you know, uh, new rope, old rope, I don't know what's the difference, but all kind of rope he was bound up with, and, 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 and Delilah would say, Samson, here they come, you know, they come. He bust out of it, beat everybody up, you know, and everything be back to normal. Well, here's the issue. Here's the problem. The devil is seeking to sever your relationship. We know how Samson ended up. He told us his secret. When he was born, he was given some things not to do. Don't touch any alcohol. Don't touch any unclean for, or forbidden food. And don't cut your hair. As you can see, I got a little Samson going on right now. You know, brother ain't had a haircut in a while, you know. Ain't nothing like a good barber, praise God. <laughs> I, I was chasing my barber down. I said, the quarantine is over. Where are you? You know, he said, he, he called me today. He, man, I'm, I'm on vacation. Vacation? I said, I got hair growing out of my ears, man. Where are you? I said, I'm calling you like you with my wife. You know, where are you at? Why are you not answering the phone? You know, he said, man, I, I'll be there tomorrow. I said, okay, man, you know. You can tell I got a complex now, you know, I went all into that. <laughs> but, 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 but he's, he was not to cut his hair. And here's what he did. He hooked up with a woman who clearly her motives weren't right. And he ended up disobeying. He got, he got his hair cut. And what happened? Well, they tied him up again, and this time, he did not know that the Spirit of the Lord had left him. I want you to understand today, you that are filled with the Holy Spirit, don't take that for granted. Listen, listen, do not, as the Bible say, says in Ephesians 4, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Why am I bringing that up? Because I'm going to tell you something. In today's time, the devil would love for you to have a lifestyle that grieves the Holy Spirit. Because, see, what he wants is for you to have an experience like Samson did. See, he wants you to be so comfortable with carnality, worldly ways, sin, 
that we justify. Sin that we justify, that we think it's okay. Let the situation be severe enough, then sin now becomes an option. Let me tell you something. You will grieve the Holy Spirit in that way. And now, can that supernatural ability consistently come forth out of your life if you are living a life that grieves the Holy Spirit? Absolutely not. You think you're going to be in sin and the full manifestation? I'm not saying that certain things won't happen, but I'm talking about on a consistent basis. No, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So now, why am I bringing that up? Because of the conditions that we're going on uh, in the world today. We got church against church. You know, some churches talk bad about churches that closed up. Some churches talk bad about churches that kept open, that stayed open. Some churches don't like the fact that you on, on, you know, you're on the internet and you're on Facebook and all that. You know, some churches don't like, you know, you guys, you wear a mask. You don't wear a mask. How dare you not wear a mask? How dare you wear a mask? You must not have faith. Well, uh, 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 come on now. Come on now. Who's the author of confusion? Yeah. Who wants to see the church divided? The devil. Right. So what we see on TV can continue and can grow and fear can capture hold of our country and the world. That's why he wants that. But I'm here to tell you, if you've had a Pentecost experience, if you've had an encounter with the Lord where he has filled you with the Holy Ghost, let me tell you something. You are a threat to the devil in a way that you don't even fully understand. You say, I'm just one person. Let me tell you, one person filled with the Holy Ghost, one person trusting in Jesus Christ. One person bold enough to take the truth, stand on it, and proclaim it no matter what. Let me tell you, that's the devil's worst nightmare. Did you realize you can give the devil nightmares? The devil sitting there, ah, ah, <laughs> that Marge. <laughs> I'm just telling you, you can wreak havoc on the devil. You can invade his camp. We are people that can make a difference. And it's all, it's all because of Pentecost. I mean, it, it goes on, you know, in, in this same chapter, you know, uh, verse 4, it said, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edify himself. Anybody ever need edifying? Anybody ever need encouraging? Have you ever felt like, man, I give to everybody, but who's giving to me? I pour out to folks all the time. I show up every time they call. I get the, 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 the text message, the email, or the knock at the door. I show up, but what about me? Well, I'm going to tell you something. You got this built-in power supply that on any day you want, you could just, you could just say, Lord, 
I don't even know what to pray right now. But I know this, how I'm feeling, I'm not going to allow those feelings to dictate who, you know, to determine who I am. I, I know these feelings don't, they do not have to take over me. They don't have to rule in my life. As a matter of fact, here's what I'm getting ready to do. I feel like dirt right now. But I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to trust you to pray through me. And when I get done praying, I'm expecting to have a good day no matter what happens. Now, let me tell you something. You can't just will that. And we got a lot of people, that's what they try to do. They, they try to will it, you know. You know, they, they try, you know, they try to, you know, will it. And let me tell you something. The devil will beat you and your will up any day, any time, any time you want to come at him with that. But when you link up with the power of God, see, now it's not just you anymore. See, now, now it's just not one-sided. Now it's this complete package. And now you can speak into your own life. Let me tell you something, church, don't you ever, don't you ever, if you, if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, don't you ever let a day just kidnap you and just do with you what it wants to do with you. Don't you wait to have a good day. Start commanding the morning. Start commanding the morning. Start taking time out to pray what the day should consist of instead of hoping that what you want comes to pass. Stop being reactive and let's be proactive. Stop waiting till the problem comes. If you got kids, you know your kids are going to have a crazy moment and they're going to have crazy years, crazy decades, crazy, you know, whatever, you know. You know that's going to come. How about we start praying in the Holy Ghost? How about we just start decreeing and declaring through the voice of the Holy Spirit what's your day, what's your neighbor's day? See, because when you read further down, it says that prophesying is what benefits the people. So these gifts, they're not just for us. What happened on Pentecost is not just for the, those disciples, those hundred and 20 people. When we get filled with the Holy Spirit, it's not just for us. It's for others. Have you ever taken a day and said, now today when I pray, I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost and I'm going to pray concerning my loved ones. Today when I pray, I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost and I'm just going to pray concerning my coworkers. Today when I pray, I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost, and I'm going to pray concerning all the unsaved people that I want to see get saved. See, see, we have the ability to do that. And now, when I'm being used by the Holy Ghost, and now I run into Marge, and, and I don't even know what she got going on. Since the Holy Ghost and I have been flowing together, talking together, spending time together, I can say, Sister Marge, here's what I feel like I should say to you. And then I can speak in such a way that it touches the core of your soul. 
I can speak to her, and then all of a sudden tears are running down her eyes, and I'm looking at her like I don't know what she's crying about. But the Holy Spirit knows. See, this is why Pentecost is so important. Yeah, you can be a Christian without being filled with the Holy Spirit, and you can make it into heaven. But my God, who wants to miss all the supernatural things that can take place while you are here on this earth? Who would want to miss supernatural moves of God? Listen, let's not live a life that grieves the Holy Spirit. Let's not be bitter. Let's not walk in unforgiveness. Let's always give people what they don't deserve. Why would you say such a thing? Because that's what the Lord is doing for us on an everyday basis. Listen, there's a lot of things that we don't understand. There's a lot of things in this world that don't make sense to us. But that has nothing to do with you being a conduit between God and man and man and God. Somebody needs to see it. It's easy to sit home in our comfort zones and watch and judge. It's easy to say, that's stupid. Why would you do that? It's easy to say that. I'm not suggesting that any of these things that are taking place, I'm not saying that they're right. Tearing up, I was talking to Jason, tearing up a target that employs, I don't know, 150 people at a time when there's 40 million people unemployed, that don't make a lot of sense to me. Because <laughs> after you calm down, you're going to need to go to work next week. <laughs> and, 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 if, and if you've torn, torn down the local store, but clearly people aren't thinking like that. And clearly there's all kind of motives, all kind of stuff that we don't know. There's people, well, you was telling me, what, 80% of the people that got arrested weren't even from that state? Come on now. There's all kind of things. It's easy to sit back in our comfort zone and judge. But what if we sat back in our comfort zone and had to talk with the Holy Ghost? Holy Ghost, what is it that you want me to do? Holy Ghost, how do you want me to be used in this situation? You say, I'm just one person. That's all it takes. That's all it takes is one man, one woman who's willing to trust the Lord and be obedient. And I see way more than one person in this place. I'm going to echo Pastor Nicole and then I'm done. I really thought I was going to say something else, but... That's what he wanted me to say. I'm going to say this to you. The Bible says that the prayers of the righteous availeth much. The fervent, effectual prayers of the righteous availeth much. My question is, church, are you praying? Are you praying? Because I'm going to tell you something. The problem is not with God. So if he said it, that's what it is. That's it and that's all. So if the effectual and fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much, and if we don't see much availing, 
It's real easy math. See, we, we get a little comfortable. We get a little complacent. That's those people's problem. And I'm going to tell you something. That's what sin wants. I got to say this. I remember a time when the drug epidemic was considered mostly a minority, low-income problem. And so what happens? Good-meaning people sometimes might not pray because we don't see it. It's not at my door. So I'm not actively praying about it. And so what ends up happening? Sin says, okay, we don't have very much opposition right now. <laughs> Let's spread. Let's look at today. Find a community that doesn't have a drug problem. No matter where you live, on a farm, in an apartment complex, it doesn't matter. Sin will, sin loves to be equal opportunity. Sin says, listen, I don't care if you're short, tall, fat, skinny, black, white, male, female, money, no money, some money every now and then, it doesn't matter. We'll take you. So who's going to stand against that? Who's going to stand against it? It's a united church. It's a church that says, you know what? It's a sin problem. It's not those people's problems. It's not black people problem, white people problem. You know, it's, it's sin. It's sin. And we possess what the world needs. Y'all remember that song, What the World Needs Now? Is love. Yeah, I'm not about to sing it. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I need to trust the Holy Ghost if I'm going to sing. But, but the, look, that song says what the world needs now is, is love. But guess what? God is love. So the world needs God. Well, how are they going to see it if we don't show it to them? I'm not blaming sinners for do what sinners do. Sinners sin. It's the righteous. It's the righteous that makes the difference. Can we just pray? Yeah. Father, right now, God, if we have been slack, if we have taken things for granted, God, if, if we just, you know what, just didn't realize that we didn't really step up like we should, we ask for forgiveness right now. We make no excuses. We're not pointing a finger at anybody. We're taking sole responsibility of our actions. Now, God, we're asking right now that you just stir us up right now in the name of Jesus. God, that you just stir us up and let us know that we are the ones that can make a difference. We are the ones that will make a difference through your power, through your word, through, through the power of the Holy Ghost. And God, right now, God, I just decree and declare freedom, God. 
God, we just speak into the atmosphere of our country that right now racism, hatred, unforgiveness, pride, judgmental attitudes, condemning mindsets, preconceived notions, bitterness from bad experiences, hopelessness from failure. We just curse these things right now in the name of Jesus. We bind up the spirit of fear right now. And God, we just loosen to the atmosphere power, love, and a sound mind. God, I thank you that we stand together in your name and in the power of the Holy Spirit, and we declare freedom. God, I thank you that a refreshing is sweeping across our nation right now. I thank you that salvation will break out. I thank you that revival will come forth. I thank you, Father, that the men and women that you have prepared will rise up. We're not worried about our past mistakes. We're not nervous. We're not worried about, am I saying this right, doing this right? Do I have to be like them? You know, do, do, do we have to uh, 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 connect with one another? No, we're just going to go in the power and love that's given to us through the Holy Spirit. And we're going to make a difference. And God, we just thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, give the Lord a hand praise.